Hey guys, I'm Sophia. And I'm Sophie. And this is the In Pursuit Podcast. Welcome back. So today we're tackling a topic that you guys requested on our little question box that we put on our Instagram story. Messing up. Yeah, it's also it's also a topic that um, we have felt that we needed to touch on for some particular reasons. Um, but yeah, it was definitely confirmation when we had a lot of people actually asking like, what do we do when we mess up and we can't seem to find ourselves like we can't seem to get out of these certain sins or these certain struggles or whatever. So we, um, that's what we're going to talk about today. And this is very relatable for us right now in this particular season of life because we're human and we mess up a lot and since god's been exposing so much in us the past few months it feels like we've been messing up a lot more heavily (laughs) like yeah heavily um i'll just speak for myself but it like honestly this has been this has been a podcast that i want to do for a couple of reasons because i have been struggling a little bit with um even not even wanting to film more podcasts but feeling like I would be a hypocrite for recording podcasts on certain things because if I'm struggling with these certain things I want to be practicing what I'm preaching and so we also want to be honest with you guys about like what's going on in our lives right now to an extent obviously this is like the entire internet but um we um yeah we just want to be like vulnerable and real and that's just the reality is that like we're humans and we we mess up and um yeah so these are all things that we've been you know the verse that says pluck the speck out of your eye before you go to take out the log in your brother's eye? Mm. We've been plucking a lot of specks out of our eyes lately, looking in the mirror and being like, God, what did I miss? Mm-hmm. And then going in and asking the Holy Spirit to just remove those things and to continue to expose the things that we need to work on because it's a never-ending process. Um, you're never going to be done making mistakes, sinning, but thank the Lord for forgiveness and for grace and for people in your life who can help you through those things. Yeah, this is something that um, we're also very passionate about right now because usually we um, we get the most passionate about podcasts when it's something that we're learning in that particular moment. Mm-hmm. So this is what we're learning right now how to handle messing up what do we do where where do you go after you mess up what do you do how do you handle it how do you handle hurting people that you love how do you handle people's reactions to confessing sin to them there's so much under this umbrella of messing up and we're experiencing all of it these past couple of months um and it's been for me this past few months has been really hard like I'm just going to keep it like honest with you guys it's been a really hard couple of months for me and I've been learning a lot um but yeah this topic like really hits home for us right now 
Mm-hmm. So we're gonna read a lot of scripture today, which we should, but we just felt like as we were sitting here getting ready to talk about this with you guys, we were looking at each other like, what do we say? And it was just kind of like, well, what does God say? Like, what does the word say about all these different things? Mm-hmm. And that's what's gonna um, be the best advice anyways, yeah. because that's what's true. And we're going to incorporate some of our own fun little experiences with messing up and handling different situations with different people. But we also want to remember our identity in Christ Mm -hmm. in that we've received new life through the death and resurrection of Jesus. Like our old selves are dead and we're raised with Christ and we get to have life in him and christ is the cornerstone like he's the power behind the christian life there's nothing that we could do that's going to save ourselves that's going to get us out of our own sin mess muck Mm -hmm. we have to depend on the holy spirit to sanctify us and it's just a process that you're never finished with like there are some people in my life that i look at and i'm like they're the pure holy sanctified mary and jesus type done by 30 years old they've achieved enlightenment as the Mm -hmm. buddhist would say right and that's not the case they're still human and i have to constantly remind myself that even my spiritual authorities even the people that are older than me that are wiser than me that have been through more life they are still human and they still mess up and um it just helps me to have grace for other people too when you remember how much you've been through and you're like god still forgives and like he still views me through the lens of my son died for you. So don't forget to extend grace to the other people in your life when they mess up. Yeah. Yeah. We're definitely going to be talking from a lot of personal experience in this podcast. Um, something that um, Soph and I were literally texting about yesterday was how there are certain sin struggles in our lives that we feel like we minimize and like as humans that's a very like normal thing to do like as like in our flesh we tend to justify our sin and say like i i like we we had a very honest text conversation yesterday and i was like yeah like certain things it's just like okay this is fine because it's not as bad as this big thing that i used to do so like this is better and like so it's not as bad so like i'm doing better and it's fine or like there's a million different ways that our sinful brains and hearts can justify our sin. But um, I literally texted her and I was like, we need to meditate on Romans 6. And she was like, okay, why? <laughs> and I was like, because I feel like there are certain sins in our life that we don't feel the weight of as heavily as we should. And there's nothing that can make us feel the weight of this sin other than the Lord convicting us of it. And how do we receive like the Lord's heart for something? It's through meditating on his word. So I'm going to read the first two verses of Romans 6 because it talks it. This is what it says. Um, What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? by no means how can we who died to sin still live in it and i just wanted to stop there because that like that's really 
the first thing that at least I wanted to touch on was that like the Lord has convicted us about recently because I feel like you sort of go through at least for me it's kind of like different stages with your sin it's like at first I felt so much guilt and shame for certain things and the like realizing that like no the Lord covered that and like has so much grace for us Mm -hmm. but then it's like okay we never want to abuse grace and if I'm justifying these other sins I'm abusing the grace of the Lord Mm -hmm. and it literally says are we to continue in sin that grace may abound by no means like we are like that's not okay like we're not just because the lord extends grace doesn't mean it's okay for us to continue sin regardless of the million ways we can try to justify it and i think that's so important and that's what like has been hitting sophie and i recently and even we got a dm we we get like actually a bunch of dms from girls that's just like I'm struggling with this I'm struggling with this and we kind of look at each other and we're like how do we talk about something that like we're struggling with too like Mm -hmm. if we're honest like I've literally screenshotted a dm and sent it to Sophie and she just responded and said oof because it's just like (laughs) we're struggling with a bunch of things too and it's like we're trying to like work through this and talk like we're going through this journey alongside of you guys um but that's kind of what the lord has been hitting us with recently because it's like at a certain point it's like yeah i know the lord extends grace for my sins and my struggles but like it's not a cop-out yeah like i'm not gonna i don't want to continue that's that's where i came to at like this recent time that i messed up in like a really big way i was like lord like i'm done like this is a stronghold in my life and i don't want it anymore like i don't want this in my life and i don't know how to get rid of it and i don't want to have these sins in my life and like i know you're i i've seen you pull me through and i've seen your grace in my life and i don't want to abuse that like i don't want to continue living in this sin but how do we go about that how do we allow the lord to change our hearts on certain things and it's meditating on scripture so yeah we're definitely going to be um in romans 6 a lot these Mm. next couple of months and the next one we wanted to read is from ephesians 4 it's verses 17 to 24 and it says now this i say and testify in the lord that you must no longer walk as the gentiles do in the futility of their minds They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, due to their hardness of heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learned in Christ. Assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus, to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through the deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new self, created after the likeness of God, in true righteousness and holiness. So we wanted to read that because, yeah, there are things that we justify sometimes, but it's because we become callous and our hearts sometimes harden over time when we've allowed pride or bitterness or other like heart root sins to dwell for so long that they just start sprouting in different areas and 
our identity is in Christ and he's the ultimate weed puller because when those things start to spring up, you have to go around and do ground maintenance. And our, I say this all the time, but our identity is in Jesus. That means that we're covered in the blood of Christ as like kind of gross as that sounds. It's because he paid the price for our sin and it was a costly price. Like he had to give his life. The son of God had to come and die for us so that we could be reconciled to God so that we could have relationship with our creator, the one who loves us perfectly. And in this passage, it says, put off your old self. Like you get a choice. You get to come before God and say, I don't want to live the life that I was living before. I don't want to keep messing up in these ways. I want to receive the new life that I have in Jesus and like help me. Mm. And we're created in the likeness of God. So remember that when you're messing up because a lot of times we get caught in this cycle of shame and guilt and condemnation about who we are and the things that we've done being tied to our value or our identity because that's what the enemy would love to do, right? But that's just not true. It's not true and the only thing that can change us from the inside out and make our lives different and as a testimony to the world like what god can do is his holy spirit and the word like meditating on the word changes our hearts and our minds um so something else that we actually didn't talk about just came to my mind and it was something that a friend sent to me um and it was just i'm just gonna read it to you because it was pretty like powerful it says Messing up doesn't mean I'm a failure or a letdown. Messing up means I'm human. We all make mistakes. However, those mistakes don't determine our worth or our, our, or our value. Only Christ gets to have that kind of power. I must take everything back to him and receive his grace and mercy for every failure. And the part of that that really stuck out to me was only Christ gets to have that kind of power. Nobody else determines your value and your identity and your worth other than Christ. He is the only one who has that power. So it's kind of like we talked about this in a different podcast. I forget which one, but like where's our measuring stick? I think it was um, in our modesty podcast or I think it it was the one, I think it might've been the one where we, talked about if we're worth more than our body and like our body image Mm. and stuff and it was like for everything like we were talking about it in that context but even for this like where's our measuring stick like if somebody was talking to me about this this week too that like if our measuring stick is the law of the lord i have something to like come back to Mm. and um yeah like the lord is our measure like christ is our measuring stick like that is where he, like, he is the only one who can determine our worth and our value. And he's the one that we have to go to first when we do trespass, when we do mm. sin, because ultimately we sin against God. And I was at a Bible study this week on Monday, um, and we were talking about baptism and repentance and the meaning of the word repentance. And it's actually the Greek word metanoia, and it means to change your mind. And like Soph said, 
changing your mind starts with meditating on the word because that's like in Romans where it says, don't be conformed to the image of this world, but be renewed by the transformation of your minds. I totally butchered that, but you, you know the verse I'm talking about, trust me. Um, you have to be in the word in order to have your mind renewed. So Mm -hmm. in order to change your mind about something, you have to align with what God says about it. And you can't align with him on what he says if you don't actually know. So that's another reason why we're bringing up so many scriptures because we want to align with what God is saying. And repentance just means agreeing with him that what you did was wrong. Whether you feel it in the moment or not, the Holy Spirit can bring the gravity of your sin into perspective if you allow him to. But if you just know like that wasn't right, then you get to tell God, hey, I know that what I did was wrong and I want to walk in a different way. Like, can you change my mind on this? Mm -hmm. And he will. And there are a lot of really hot topic issues in Christianity, not even like out of our bubble, but within Christian circles that people struggle with. Like, what is definitively right and definitively wrong like we live in a culture that's saturated with a lot of mediocrity and like justification for certain things Mm -hmm. but ultimately kind of like creating your own truth right subjectivity yeah which is like if we're living according to scripture like we're not creating our own measuring stick of like we think that this is fine so Mm -hmm. it's fine yeah that's not how it works works. (laughs) we don't get to play those games with god either you accept that the bible is the word of god and that it's a hundred percent true or if it's even a little bit false you have to throw out the whole thing because it ruins its integrity yeah conviction comes with clear direction when the holy spirit convicts you on something he gives you the next few steps of how to go about in that mind change directional change that follows so he can tell you like all right you did this wrong and you're agreeing with me and you ask for my forgiveness you have it now let me walk with you in the right way i'm meditating on psalm 25 right now and it talks about like make me to know your ways oh lord teach me your paths lead me in your truth and teach me for you are the god of my salvation for you I wait all the day long. And so Soph has a story that I actually love about experiencing the conviction of the Holy Spirit and knowing that it was only him that could change her mind. So about a year ago, um, one of my friends had a conversation with me about some of the photos that I posted on Instagram. And I've talked about this before in the Modesty podcast that Mm. we posted about like how I used to post bikini pictures and I was really convicted about that. Um, But at the time that this conversation was had, I was not convicted about it at all. And I wasn't allowing the Lord to convict me about it either because I wanted to do whatever I wanted. Um, But this conversation was had with me and 
I completely understood everything that they were saying and why they thought I probably shouldn't be posting these photos. And they came from a very like, it was not a condemning conversation. Like they genuinely came from a very kind, loving place. And I completely understood what they were trying to say. But it didn't change anything in the way that I went about posting my Instagram photos. I still did the same thing. I wasn't convicted about it still because of that. That conversation didn't change anything about what I did. And that was because it wasn't the Holy Spirit convicting me about it. And that's not to say that the Holy Spirit can't use people to convict you about certain things because I've had that happen a million times in my life too. But especially in this past year, there have been so many conversations that have been had with me that like the Lord really used people to speak to me. But in this particular instance, I still wanted to continue to do whatever I wanted to do and post whatever I wanted to post. And nobody could tell me otherwise, even if they were coming from the most loving and kind place. Um, And they just like genuinely cared about me and didn't want me to like do that. And... I was like, yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. And then like completely ignored it. And it was probably a couple of months later that I really got so convicted about it. And when it was the Holy Spirit convicting me, it came with here are the actions um, that follow. And it wasn't like a condemnation. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, I'm an awful person because I did X, Y, and Z. It was, oh, the Lord revealed this to me. And this is like, these are the steps that I'm going to take. This is what he's telling me to do. This is what he's guiding me to do. This is what he's teaching me. This is what he's showing me. And it was a really cool thing for me to experience. That's like, wow, I went from like literally one week to the next feeling one way about these things and about like posting these sorts of pictures to the next week being like, wow, I really, like, I can't post these pictures. I can't because I feel, like, I don't feel okay doing it. Like, I genuinely, like, this is, this sounds very overdramatic, but, like, I felt, like, ill. Like, it's one of those things where, like, I felt so convicted about it that I was, like, I can't do this. Like, Mm. I can't in, like, my conscience like I can't do this um and like that just goes to show like the power of the Holy Spirit but it was one of those things where I was like I know this person came from such a like loving place but it wasn't the Holy Spirit convicting me about that and like like Sophie said when the when the Holy Spirit convicts you it's a 180 turn it's a switch of directions and you step in that direction and that's what happened it was like okay I'm switching directions. My like focus is completely changed. And it's like, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do about this? And it was X, Y, and Z. And I was like, okay, X, Y, and Z done. Like I'm doing it. That's the way it's going to be in this area of my life. And it was just a cool thing to experience. So something that just came to my head while Soph was talking about that is that um, we always ask ourselves like, Lord, how do I hear your voice? Like, how do I know that God's asking me to do something? You feel convicted about it. And then you're like, well, I kind of should do this. Um, But we complain a lot 
about not hearing from the Lord when in reality we have heard from him. It's just on something else that we didn't want to hear about and we ignored it. So God's like, well, why am I going to tell you what to do now when you didn't really take my advice on this other thing? Like recently, I'm really convicted presently about the music that I'm listening to. And this is something that's kind of a thread throughout my whole life because I really struggle with listening to bad secular music because I like it. And the Lord has been convicting me for months about deleting this one playlist off my Spotify. And I've been straight up arguing with him about it for the past like three months and being like, I don't want to. I'll just not listen to it for a little bit and then I get to like keep it. And he's like, no, I want you to delete this playlist. And so finally I came to the point where I was like, I texted Sophia and I was like, I need to delete this playlist. Like it's time. And she was like, RIP. (laughs) But it's just, I was having a hard time. I texted my friends two days ago and I was like, I'm having a hard time getting in the word. I feel like it's boring. I don't want to pray. And I was having all of these different things come as a result of that one thing that I knew I was ignoring God on. And once I decided to delete that playlist, this morning I woke up, I spent 30 minutes meditating on the scripture verse that I was supposed to be meditating on. And I just wanted to say that like messing up is not fun and ignoring God is literally the worst idea because when he comes with his conviction, it's actually for your betterment. Mm -hmm. So that was just my little piece that I wanted to say on that. So to close up on the idea of repentance, when you mess up, the first thing you do is go to the Lord, agree with him that what you did was wrong, ask for his forgiveness, and he changes your mind and you get to turn in the opposite direction and walk in the way that he would have you walk. And then there's another step. After you've repented before the Lord, you might have to confess what you did to other people. I'm gonna be completely honest with you guys, has been a learning curve for me this year because uh, like if I'm being completely honest, my whole life I've hidden sin. Um, Since I was young, I've hidden sin in my life and learning to confess and be honest is hard and like start practicing it now because it will serve you well in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, but you want to be honest about even the little things because it's sort of, it's like, I don't, I don't know where the scripture is, but it's, it's where the Lord talks about like when you can be trusted with little, you can be trusted with much. Mm-hmm. And like, if you like practice in the little things, it translates to the bigger things too. And so if you're not, if you're hiding the little things, you're most likely going to hide the big things too. And so, um, I have it here. Oh, perfect. Um, so the scripture that, um, I remember I read this and I called Sophie freaking out and I was like, this is so good. Like there, there are a lot of scriptures that talk about like hidden sin and keeping sin in the dark Mm -hmm. but this one just really stood out to me so i'm gonna read it it's ephesians 5 8 through 14 it says for at one time you were darkness and now you are light in the lord walk as children of light for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true 
and try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful to even speak of these things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. And the, like that whole, that whole thing is so powerful, but especially like the end stood out to me when I was rereading this today. Cause like, how do we expect the Lord to heal something that we're struggling with when it's in the dark? If we haven't confessed something to someone, the Lord can't shine on something that's in the dark. When it's in the light, the Lord can shine on it. And like, one of the things that I've heard is sin's power is in its secrecy. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I've heard that. My mom has said that a lot that like the enemy works in secret and the enemy mm -hmm. like, like that's why, yeah, this just, this like passage just like reminds us of how powerful it is to bring things into the light and how necessary it is. Like it literally says like, take no part in unfruitful works of darking, darkness, but instead expose them. For it is even shameful to speak of the things that they do in secret. Like to even speak of the sins that are committed in secret, in secret, it's shameful. Like that's how heavy this is. Mm. Like it's not a suggestion. It says in James 5 verse 16, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. So that's another reason to confess to people too is that if there's something that you're struggling with or you're messing up in an area, you have to go to someone so that they can help you receive healing, mm -hmm. so that they can pray for you. Maybe it's an accountability partner. They can encourage you, um, but... There are definitely people that you go to specifically when you've committed sin. Um, do you want to talk about it or do you want? Yeah, I can. Okay. I have experienced a little bit in my life that um, it's not, confession isn't tell the whole entire world about what you're struggling with. Tell every single person you know what you're struggling with. Confession is go to the people in authority over you, go to people that you trust, go to, if you're married, your spouse, if you're single, your parents, which I know that sucks to hear. <laughs> I always hated hearing that when I was younger that I needed to confess things to my parents, but there's such a freedom in confessing to the people that you know the Lord calls you to confess to, which for me right now as a single person is my mom and dad. And um, if you've committed a sin with somebody else, apologizing to that person. And um, it doesn't mean that you have to tell everyone. And the Holy Spirit will also convict you of who you need to tell. There have been times where I've been in conversations with people and not even for the purpose of confessing, but I've just been in, a, in conversations with people where I'm like, I really feel the Lord telling me to tell this person this thing that I struggle with or this thing that's happened or whatever. And... He does that for a reason because sometimes 
vulnerability opens up the door for more vulnerability and me sharing that thing that the Holy Spirit pressed on me to share opened up to opened up the door for that other person to be vulnerable with me as well. And so, yeah, just being sensitive to the Holy Spirit about that because he will convict you on who, who you should tell. There is definitely like sort of a pecking order of who mm-hmm. you should confess to, which is like your spiritual authorities, your mentors, um, your maybe, accountability partners. Yeah, your accountability partners may be like friends that you trust. Like I, like Sophie's my accountability partner, also my closest friend. So she's somebody that I confess everything to. But also mentors. Um, and like I said before, if you're a single person, your parents. And part of that is bringing things to the light so that there is a little element of like, I don't want to call it shame, but almost like embarrassment knowing that you have to tell somebody Mm. like there are things that we're very honest with each other about and it's for the purpose of not committing the same error over and over again Mm -hmm. and sometimes those errors are because there's a stronghold in your life that the devil's gotten a footing in your mind in some aspect and he's used that to climb into other areas of your life and it feels like you have a really hard time releasing this sin and getting free from it when it's actually a stronghold and there are things that we're going to talk about regarding that in later podcasts because there's so much to strongholds but just know that if you're in a sin cycle that keeps repeating itself there might be an issue of strongholds going on there that when you confess all the time to people the little things like you can be trusted with little can be trusted with much when you confess the little things the devil's not going to be able to get a foothold in those little things so you're not going to start seeing the effects in the big areas of your life Mm. If you keep little things hidden and you don't confess those to the right people, he'll continue to pry until he gets to the bigger things. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's the end of part one. Yeah, we have so we have a lot more that we're going to talk about um, with messing up. And um, yeah, we are going to cut this podcast here and film a part two because this is already way too long way too long so yeah we are basically just going to continue this conversation in the second podcast so be on the lookout for the second podcast the second part of um this but we're gonna go get a snack some water and then we'll come back and talk to you about part two yeah all right we love you guys and we'll see you in part two bye bye